The Premier League Gambling Podcast from the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Shady Rays. SGPN is teaming up with Shady Rays for Shady May. Get 50% off your Shady Rays using the promo code SGPN. Then go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash shady for your chance to win $500. Welcome, everybody, to the Premier League Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. My name is Malcolm Bamford, coming to you from Newcastle, Fontaine, up in the northeast of England. Uh, today is Monday, uh, the 8th of May, uh, and we are here to have a look back at the weekend of Premier League action that's still going on. Uh, Nottingham Forest Southampton is live as we speak. And we've got all the European stuff going on. Um, European Champions League, European uh, the Europa League and the Europa Conference League. So three sets of semi-finals, six games to have a look at. Uh, so we'll try our best. Um, joining us as always... In lieu of a £6 fine for his tardiness tonight is Mr Barry Penaluna. £6, have you got it? Put it in the pot. You can find me anything you want. <laughs> I can do whatever I want today. A new card. <laughs> you, you're smelling it's yourself, as... It's been a great weekend. We have crowned a new king. And, oh. I'm, not about, and I'm not talking about King Charles. I'm talking about <laughs> yours truly, who has just put out the dog of the week and the pick of the week was Everton to beat Brighton. And it just squeezed in 5-1 in the end. 8-1 um, <laughs> plus 800 for your Everton pick. Just call me the king. I haven't got the crown yet, but it is on order. Um, but yeah, what you can find me anything you want. What are you going to do about it? You're going to sack Absolute, me? Uh, Absolutely. you're the king. Six pounds, you can just donate one of the jewels off your crown or something. I don't know. Exactly. Uh, that was a that was a good speech, Baz. I very much enjoyed that. You know what's made me laugh is your your opening gambit, great weekend. You know what the first two words I've got written on my sheet are Shit awful weekend. weekend. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Same set of games, and we've ended up at uh, different ends of the spectrum. Uh, serial Captain Sano, I've arrived, Captain Sano. Uh, good evening. Serial's enjoying my LA Galaxy shirt. Um, yeah, I think um, my, my awful weekend came from A, punting. I made a slight recovery today and then uh, watching Newcastle as well. So, yeah, just a bit of a general tight and emotional weekend. Baz drank too much beer, etc. Uh, watched the coronation on Saturday just out of bloody-mindedness. Load of bollocks that was. Um, but, yeah, you've uh, it's your turn. I like what um, how we tend to be taking turns, Baz, and being the, the star of the show here. We've passed the baton backwards and forwards uh, for the last couple of months. Um, and after I went nuts so a couple of weeks ago, uh, you've um, you've got some extra extra bonus picks to tell us about and uh, things that went down in the Discord channel today as well, yeah. Yeah. Um, which you need to get involved in that. If you, if you listen to the show, not on the Discord channel, I mean, it's like when you know when you watch like the Great British Bake Off and then that finishes and then on BBC Two they have like another programme that show you behind the scenes and that. And there's like, like someone dropping that Victoria sponge or like someone's ice cream melted. That's what's going on in the Discord channel. Like Barry's dropping his Victoria sponge and my ice cream's all over the floor. <laughs> that's the sort of thing that's happening. But, um, I mean, not wanting to bury the headline, but there might even have been a 100 to 1 winner posted in there tonight, uh, which bars I, I've got to confess that was posted after the event. I did get a hundred to one winner, which was egged on and it was encouraged by stuff that was put in the Discord. Yeah, um, but we'll get to that in a bit. 
But yeah, get in the Discord because everybody's putting stuff out there, and there's ev- there is everything from short price bangers and locks to to some big big money big big odds parlays and stuff. So get involved. There's, you know, everyone's welcome. Uh, there's more and more people starting to get involved in there now, and it's good to see more invo- involvement. Doesn't just have to be about the same faces. Everyone can get in. Put your yeah, picks. Yeah, of down. course. There's never any anyone moaning if you put a loser in there so don't be afraid to speak up um, and also just uh, whilst we're on the subject of the socials if you're watching on YouTube now hit the like, hit the subscribe and give us a review, we'll get that in early for a change because we normally put that in the end when, when everyone's gone so <laughs> it's just making you talking to each other reviews on Apple, Spotify and YouTube just subscribe if you're not already and hit the thumbs up if you're watching it now um, another reason to get in the Discord channel, I would say this week, is that it's all European stuff. And famously, me and Barry haven't got a clue what we're talking about. Uh, so I would um, listen to this for the entertainment value um, and then don't pick anything because our European picks are well, yeah, p- poor, I would say, maybe. Um, I did okay last round. but um, Yeah, you I mean, did, yeah. I'm scra- we're scraping the barrel a bit today with stuff like Europa League and Europa Conference League. Serial actually came on our show earlier in the season, didn't he, on one of the European weeks and had a really, really strong week. He'll be in the Discord, I've no doubt. He'll be putting his stuff in there. So, uh, yeah, keep, get get in there, get involved, because there'll be plenty going on in there. Yeah, completely agree. Uh, we'll get to a little Premier League review. Um, we'll, we'll whiz through, because Baz is here, get, get to the uh, Brighton v Everton match. Uh, once I've told you about our headline sponsor, Shady Rays, teaming up with SGPN4, Shady May. You'll get an amazing 50% off, but a chance to win $500. Uh, Shady Ray's got you covered from the sun to the slopes with their premium polarised shades, customisable snow goggles, etc. Uh, the lost and broken replacements offer is a stunner. If you lose or break them, even on day one, they'll send you a brand new pair. No questions asked. Um, or you can exchange them for a new pair, return them within 30 days. There's no risk at all when you shop. With Shady Rays, go to shadyrays.com, use the code SGPN for 50% off two or more pairs of polarised sunglasses, then take your receipt to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash shady for your chance to win the $500 Shady May contest. Right, one nil, this seemed... Nottingham Forest. 1-0 Nottingham Forest. Oh, yes. my goodness. Uh, oh, well, I backed Southampton, didn't I? What was your pick here, Baz? Over 2.5 goals. Oh, there you go. Then. I've also took the it. first half overs because the first half over 2.5 has hit an play, it. It's hit yep. today twice. Three, two, three goals in, in the first half of both of them. Um, and you are getting good price even for the 1.5 here. So I've, I'm on the over 1.5 and up. Who scored, Baz? Going to have to uh, slow down on the updates because. Um, I've just been thrilled by Serial. That was a spoiler. He's obviously a little oh, bit... Oh, I know. Yeah, we Breaking, did this twice to him last week. For the pictures to cross the Atlantic. Uh, I want Iwi. Is that how you say it? I want Iwi. Yeah, it is now. I want Iwi, something like that. He's got the goal. 18 minutes in, 1-0, Forrest. Um, okay, so this weekend, um, Saturday was dreadful for me. It feels like it was weeks ago as well, even though it was only 48 hours ago. Bournemouth won Chelsea through. Uh, took Bournemouth. I mean, Chelsea won, but no one was taking Chelsea, so I can't imagine. Um, yeah, I mean, Chelsea had to win sooner or later, I suppose. Um, but you did all right, yeah, Baz, with it over two and a half goals in a game that really told us nothing about anything. Yeah, Chelsea Bournemouth uh, over two and a half. I'd, it was one of them where if I had to have a lean on the money line, I'd have probably took Bournemouth because you couldn't back Chelsea at the moment. Um but I did say in my notes, Chelsea will win a game at some point and it may very well be this week. Uh, mm-hmm. I couldn't back them at those prices, but 
took me over 2.5. So it was a decent start for me on Saturday. Uh, Manchester City 2 leads 1. Um, I don't know if I didn't win this. Uh, my bet was exactly 4 or 5 goals and a 2 nil after half an hour. I couldn't see how I could lose. Like I was just laughing. I was well ahead. Like, uh, And then nothing else really happened. They missed chance after chance after chance. Um, Mr. Penalty Leeds got one, which cast your bet of both teams to score. We've enjoyed the Man City both teams to score recently. Um, so, yeah, you cast your bet, Baz. But then what I couldn't work out really, what Allardyce achieved here, this was the, the question for me, because what he attempted was everyone up that end. That was his plan. That was the great. Uh, that was the great system he came up with. Um, everyone up that end, and then, I mean, did they did he or Leeds deserve any credit for what happened after that? Because they've got to be six 0 down, but they weren't. They hung in, and then it looks like they've done all right and gave them a game. When I'm not sure they did, but yeah, uh, what did yeah, he make? He'll claim it as a victory, but only a two-one defeat. Um, he'll claim that as some sort of success, um, which is what I said beforehand. He'll want it claim some success out of it, whatever it may be. Um, as you say, I took the, you know, the both to score simply because all of the prices on Man City, I just found it got a little bit too short and there was that little uncertainty as to how Leeds would approach it. Um, so, yeah, good for me. Two for two at that stage. Uh, Tottenham won Palace nil. Uh, a rare winner there, for me. Malcolm? Can I just oh. stop you there? We've Update, got- we went count to ten. Oh, sorry, sorry. I'm going to have to. <laughs> How long ago did this sorry. happen? Serial, I'm not going to do this again, but it is 2 0 to Nottingham Forest. Serial <laughs> will definitely be on the over 1.5 first half goals, like me, and he will be cashing that as a winner. And we'll uh, cheer not... on the third and the fourth. Hopefully, hopefully. 2 0 Forest. It's not so bad if you uh, if you crash the, the winning of a bet, you can kind of deal with that. Um, well, yeah, we, like you just said, Chelsea had to win a game soon. That's how I felt about Tottenham, um, and they did. Um, you could, if they when they did, it was going to be a home win against an average team, and this was this was kind of what happened. So yeah, I got Tottenham in that. Um, you went the Euler way. Did you take goals in this one as well? Yeah, you uh, took the over two and a half. It was just yeah, a nothing match, wasn't it? Yeah, garbage. Um, this year, like I thought, just this weekend was. Hey, there was some mad stuff happened, probably in the later games, but it's definitely getting harder and harder to handicap pass because teams are just throwing kind of their systems out. With it. We've either got teams who don't need to try anymore and it's hard to tell when they're going to or not. And then you've got teams just throwing their systems out the window out of absolute desperation. Um, so, and that, obviously this is a, a thing that happens in the last few weeks of the season. And you've got to be try, you've got to try and be good enough to spot uh, this shit, but uh, Wolves were Aston Villa nil. I took the draw again. Wolves get in front, and I thought I'm in a great position here. Wolves scored after like nine minutes. Thought I'm in a great position to cash the draw and the one-one. Um, just as expected Villa to score, and they couldn't. Um, back-to-back uh, poor results for Aston Villa. Away, away defeats to nil for them. Uh, your pick, but oh, you took Villa because you can't get Wolves right. I can't get Wolves right every week, but we do flag. We flag that up to people every week when I make my pick on a Oh, week. yeah. So hopefully nobody followed that. I think what it's fair to say with Villa, in my mind, is they absolutely peaked against Newcastle in that 3-0 win. And from yeah. there, it's been two defeats, one draw, and a 1-0 win against Fulham at home, uh, where I'd backed them to score two or more. So I haven't 
Godvilla right ever since that that well I didn't get them right in the Newcastle game either, uh, but it does feel like they peaked. Just got to the point where they started thinking, "Whoa, we might be in with a bit of European football here," uh, and then they seem to have just gone and blown it, um, gone right off the boil. So definitely factoring that into my players next week with Villa, uh, I think they might be one one to avoid a, a little bit now. Uh, okay, next up was. So have a look. Uh, Liverpool won Brentford nil. Again, I've got a bit cute here. Took, took the draw because we weren't sure that Liverpool could, could continually get away with winning by one goal um, because that's what we said would happen. <laughs> um, and we tried to find a way around it. And of course, Liverpool won by one goal, which is like five times in a row. Um, you took, you did similar thing. Looked at Brentford double chance. Um, because we'd looked at the well, in fact, they, like we'd looked at the Brentford handicap plus one and a half, which would have cashed, yeah. but it was four to six. Um, so maybe we just learned a lesson learned there about being a little bit too cute. But you they were slightly less lucky this time, Baz. You said it was a more of a straightforward bit. I was out to work on Saturday, uh, so I missed yeah. I mean, they went they went ahead early on. Um, Brentford did make a bit of a game of it in the first half, I think. So the last 20, 25 minutes of the first half, Brentford created a lot of chances, got, got forward a lot, did a lot. And I thought, well, they're, they're going to get chances to get back in this. And then the second half, they barely laid a glove on Liverpool, really. 2-1 Southampton, over 2.5 first half goals. Oh, shit. Christ, Ooh. it's going off. Um, I've done it again. I've spoiled it again. <laughs> what I like, Baz, is that you refuse to learn a lesson. I know, it was a, good, it was a solid three or four minutes ago. I don't, I don't know how we expect you to remember. Um, anyway, yeah. Liverpool, yeah. It was probably the right result in this case, so nothing, uh, nothing more to say about that one. Who scored this time? Uh, I don't know. I, I, I want to he's got two. I'm not sure who's yeah. just scored for Southampton. Um, let's have a look. Alcaraz. All right. Escape from. I tell you what, Malcolm, goals galore today. What have we it's had? It's been absolutely ridiculous, hasn't it? Was it a 5 2? 5 3. And, and here we are. Five, did it finish 5 3 that one? 5 3 and 5 1, yeah. Yeah, 5 3, 5 1. And here we are, 2 1 after 26 minutes. Excellent. <laughs> I've lovingly saved up all of my uh, crowns on DraftKings, got my 20,000 crown bonus for playing 100 Premier League games yesterday. And then I've spunked them all on one massive game tonight and put the Southampton goalie as my captain. As you know, I like doing. Uh, so I'm now absolutely last in this competition. Uh, so what I've spent eight months saving up all of these crowns to enter a massive contest uh, and has been ruined inside the first 14 minutes. So uh, that's the end of that. Now we move on to Sunday. Uh, Newcastle nil, Arsenal 2. Um, disappointing on a couple of fronts. A... Lost my pick was Newcastle. Uh, you're, oh, you did all right. You were on the Newcastle corners train again, which just cashes every week. Um, in terms of the game, this was just fine margins, really. Um, Newcastle, part, a big part of the handicap was the fast start that we'd been able to get out to recently. And we hit the post after, well, it was about 80 seconds. I looked at the clock when Jacob Murphy hit the beans on toast. Um, and then there was the penalty incident which was given, then overturned, and then 1-0 down, out of kind of nothing. And after that, um, Arsenal managed the game beautifully. I thought Arsenal were really good. What, what I took out of the game yesterday was that what Arsenal had done this season wasn't the fluke. Um, I thought they were excellent. And not the football wasn't brilliant, particularly in the second half, because 
they they got away from their system in order to manage that game. They know they play good football. They just keep. We've said before in the past when they get one, they look. They just keep going. That's one of the things that set them apart from other teams who can sit and try and defend a one nil lead. And actually, yesterday they thought, right, for half an hour, we need to get away from that. We need to lock this down a little bit, and we're capable of doing it. Like, um, so it was good coaching and well played. Odegaard was absolutely exceptional. Um, but yeah, say five margins. Newcastle couldn't should have been one nil up, and then after that, weren't really in the game. So yeah, uh, slightly disappointing on all fronts, Baz. Yeah, I mean, disappointing result. But as you can see, I don't think we're going to have any complaints. I don't think we played bad. You know, we just got beaten by a better side on the day. I mean, you look at the stats. We had a higher xG. We had more shots on goal. Um, we had more corners. We had more more everything really. Um, but you're not looking at a thing, and we were hard done by. It felt like one of those games. Sometimes you get where just nothing goes your way. You know, you get the penalty given. You think, Christ, what a start this is. That gets overruled. Uh, you know, hit the post twice. You know, the, the second one's, you know, fl- fluffed in off Shaw's foot. Um, yeah. It just felt like a game where nothing was going to go away. And that's not taking anything away from Arsenal. As you say, they played very well. Deserved the win. I don't think it's a massive... I, I deliberately kept away from Twitter a bit last night because I expected that to be a bit of a meltdown from Newcastle fans panicking a little bit. It was the hardest game in our run-in. Um, we've lost it. We've got four better games to come up. I mean, we've watched Leicester get absolutely... Hammered today. We've got them to come up. We've got Leeds this weekend. I think there's no no real cause for concern for me. Um, so yeah, you know, good good game. I mean, the only thing. I mean, and I haven't got a problem with it. In the first game, I said I didn't have a problem with. It. We got absolutely lambasted for time yeah. wasting, going down the fouls and all that. And I said at the time, it's nothing different to what anybody else does. Of course, yeah. And it proves because Arsenal done it yesterday and they're entitled to do it. You're ahead, you do it. It's down to the referee to deal with it. And they do it, fine, crack on. But then don't be whinging like a tit. If Arsenal go to whoever they've got this weekend, Brighton or something, and Brighton are frustrating them, they'll be moaning the tits off when it's going the other way. Yeah. But we all do it. Every team does it. Don't, you know, been made into a big thing with Newcastle, but Arsenal showed exactly how everybody does it if they need to do it. And crack on. There was a spell of about 10 minutes in the second half, Baz. It was like between 55 and 60 minutes where Arsenal have a free kick, they would take it, we would challenge, the bloke would stay down and for a minute. Yeah. And that happened about nine times, like, and then they would get the free kick, take the free kick, challenge you would. And the, 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 physio, was fr- very, the physio was very rarely needed, was it? The physio no, was of course not. No. But it was like from 55 to 65 minutes, the ball must have been in play about 10 seconds. Like, um, it was one other thing, Baz, I, I didn't know whether to mention on the show what I told you earlier on, but I'm going to mention it briefly because uh, a bloke, totally random, come and sit next to me. I get randoms next to me all the time. Uh, big, ugly looking bloke. Uh, about 10 minutes in heard him racially abuse Saka but he didn't like shout it he just said it sort of room level you know and I thought fucking hell I don't know what to do about that so I went down and I had a wee and I composed myself uh, and I came back and then I was just kind of waiting because he was getting agitated and then about half an hour into the game uh, he then he abused Ben White like lower homophobic slurs and then he called Bukayo Saka a chimp and I just thought, fuck it. Like, and I was straight up, and I, I, and I didn't know what to do. Conscience, like, the the police said it's, it's going to be a, a hassle, to, not a hassle, but to 
go to court make an official complaint to you show you and I and then there was a couple of girls sitting in front of me who actually walked past on the way to the loo and I just said did you hear that and they said what when he called Sakura Chim so at half time they, uh, they went and arrested him uh, police have been on the phone today but I just thought I didn't know what to do Bas, but I just thought you know what like we go we take our and it, well it doesn't matter if we take our kids or not but no one should that's footballs for everybody like that it's our society it's our community it's our kids, it's our parents, it's everyone who was sitting around and nobody needed to sit in here. That, like, people like that, man, that, that days are numbered. Hopefully his time's up, ever going to a football match again. Uh, and yeah, generally just in society. Like, And I've never heard that in Newcastle, Baz, either, by the way. Um, it's not something I've heard regularly from, like, at all from anyone. Uh, and I was shaken up by it. Like, uh, it did. It kind of when I've written awful weekend. That was kind of a part of it because I sat the second half and I just wasn't that bothered anymore. Like, um, so yeah, I just wanted to point that out and just thought, you know what, people like that, fuck them. Like, yeah, it's absolutely ridiculous in the current day and age that that it still goes on. As you say, fortunately, we don't hear it that often. Um, certainly inside the grounds, I've very rarely heard it over the years for a long, long time. Um, but yeah, did the right thing. I'd have done exactly the same. There's no nobody needs to have that. Shit going on. Yeah, agreed. Uh, on a more uh, positive right. note, Malcolm, let's not yes. brush past my uh, pick here, which was also my lock <laughs> of the week. Uh, and we've also got Lane Elliott. Was Lane a new comment uh, last time on the yeah, show? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lane was in last week. Anyway, he said he caught up with us live for the first time last week. Um, and his first uh, ever EPL bet was Newcastle over 5.5. Yes. Bang. You can retire now, yeah. Lane. You never need to put another bet on again. You know, we we got got well, well, we got got to five really quickly. I think the sixth hit in about the seventy fifth minute, and then in the ninetieth or, or in injury time, it was seven, eight, nine, three off the bounce for Newcastle. Uh, so we got all the way up to nine, and I can't remember what the price was. I, I did ladder it up, um, but yeah, we got up to nine corners again for Newcastle. So the Newcastle corner ladder is the gift that keeps giving, and uh, well done, Lane, for getting involved. Uh, yeah, um, the next game cheered everyone up a little bit. Kind of saved the same by we get this. Uh, West Ham United won, Manchester United nil. Uh, Man United played quite well. Uh, sorry, West Ham United played quite well. I took the draw. Um, not really unlucky because Manchester United were and are and remain shite. Um, to hear through one in, which was funny. The VAR, I've no idea that did that point that was just. Cheating. I can't think yeah. of another word than obvious and blatant cheating. It's like we don't care anymore. We're just going to try and cheat. We are cheating. We're going to cheat this weekend. Um, and West Ham, man, you huffed and puffed a bit, but West Ham could have had another goal. Never really looked in danger. So that kind of took the edge off Newcastle losing because it meant the status quo remained. At the end of the day, we everyone was where they were at the start of the day which was Manchester United, two points behind us, and another game ticked off. So, um, yeah, a losing bet, but I, I was happy with the result. Yeah, I, that that penalty not given is absolutely astonishing. I wasn't watching live the first half. I watched the second half live. Um, I had it on the radio in the car, and the radio commentators immediately just said, oh, it's a penalty. No two ways about <laughs> it. It's because it was. a penalty. And then they were like, hold on. The players are leaving the pitch. It was right on the stroke half time. Yeah. And the, the, the commentators on the radio are adamant. He says, these players will be coming back out of that tunnel in a minute to take this penalty. He says, because someone's got to be looking at that 
and realise it's a penalty. And they were adamant. Even five minutes in, they were saying, we're still looking at the tunnel. Uh, there's no sign of any activity. They were not going to the adverts. And it, honestly, they were just like, they must be coming back. They couldn't believe it. And rightly so. Jermaine Jenas on BT, I watched it back. Jermaine Jenas said it wasn't a penalty. I couldn't. No, why? Absolutely. And they come out with something absolutely stupid. The, remember the Maguire one the other week? We thought that was blatant. Uh, congested said, area, wasn't it, Buzz? didn't give it because it was a congested area. This time they said <laughs> at the point of contact, uh, his arm was inside the line of his body. So it wasn't. It wasn't. This, this is this is all right. The thing is, he moves across and swings his elbow to hit it. Yep. Um, absolutely bonk, bonkers. I don't know how. I mean, if that had cost West Ham shambles but uh yeah thankfully it didn't um as you say west ham really good value for the win um all the talk afterwards and everything on twitter was about how how bad man united are but let's give west ham a bit of praise but uh obviously for we were sitting in the pub yesterday uh, and i said like it's hard to believe that west ham three weeks ago were in a relegation battle like yeah. because some of the players they've got they've got a lot of excellent players i mean Declan Rice was different gravy again yesterday um, yes, and they've been playing really well. It was only like a few weeks ago that we went down there and smashed them five-one, and they were absolutely in the shit. Yeah. Um, so it's really weird. Uh, and then I think Tiger pointed out that it's kind of the the Thursday night thing for some reason. It's impossible to play on a Thursday and a Sunday. That's that's crippled them. Like um, so, it's, so it's uh, Glazers out again, Malcolm, isn't it? From yeah, is it? Uh, um, yellow and green scarfs out. Yellow and green scarfs. I mean, it drives me mad seeing the likes of Gary Neville afterwards. The, the first thing he is on about is, is the failure of the Glazers. I mean, it's not the Glazers' fault. David De Gea can't rule the <laughs> so ball. It's you know what I mean? Um, you know, it's not... Is it the Glazers' fault that they wasted £90 million on Anthony? <laughs> like, the money they've spent... I mean, what did they yep. spend in the, in the summer? Anthony, Martinez... Who was the other one? Casemiro. Spent £200 million yep. in the summer. And they're crying hard up. Um, you know, last but, year. Yeah, Sabitz is sitting there doing run. nothing still. It's mad. I mean, you look at the bench yesterday, they had Maguire, 60 million, Sancho, what, 80 million, Fred, yeah. 50 million. Oh, Christ, must be hard times being a Man United fan, the poor bastards. Um, Fulham, five, Leicester, three. I um, went for a nap this afternoon. In fact, the whole family was having a nap, so I had to get in the boys' bed because there was no room. Um so I had, a, I had a nap in his little cabin bed, all crunched up, about three foot long, um, and listened to this on the radio. Um, so, yeah, did Fulham get 5-1 up or something? Leicester just didn't Fulham, turn up. Yeah, and Fulham then, got 2-0 up early on, 3-0 by half-time, 4-0. Um, and it took about an hour until Leicester got involved. So it was never, Leicester were never in it. Leicester were absolute garbage. Missed a penalty as well. Madison missed a big penalty in the week and everyone said, why didn't Vardy take it? So Vardy took it to DNA, missed as well. Um, but yeah, my bet was Fulham, 13 to 8, plus 162. The fight back started today. Um, I picked uh, I picked a couple of winners today. This was a nice plus money one. Um, just thought Fulham is still trying, really. Um, and Leicester aren't very good. It was a pretty straightforward handicap. Baz. Um, and you took over two and a half goals, which was a straightforward win. But then, Baz, here's your headline. Brighton won, Everton five. Um, I cashed my modest both teams to score 92. Uh, you went berserk, Baz. Uh, I'll give you the floor. Go on. Yes. Uh, I mean, I, I tipped Everton. I put them out as my main pick. I put them out as my, my dog of the week. And it wasn't, I said at the time, it wasn't a fear of Brighton. It wasn't because I think Brighton are going to crumble. It was just the odds. I, I thought Brighton were far too short. 
funny enough, I've been messaging a, a friend of mine who's a Liverpool fan, and he said the same. He said he laid Brighton because he said even when Liverpool are at home to Everton, they wouldn't be as short as one to three. And Liverpool are generally a better side than Brighton. One to three was too short. I said it, I made it clear. I could not back Brighton at that price. I wasn't to say I didn't think they'd win, but I thought eight to one represented huge value for Everton. And it meant there was huge value on everything with Everton. Everton goals, shots on target, all of that sort of stuff. You are getting some really, really tidy prices. So I did back Everton to win the game. I backed the first half goals as well. Um, again, following on from the first game, it was, it was it was full of them again. So it's hit three out of three today. Over 2.5 first half goals, three out of three. Um what else? <laughs> so this is where the Discord come in, and it's our, our Dutch friend Tease again. He's really good with his player stats. He's in recent times he's put out Ivan Tony to score from outside the box, uh, Callum Wilson outside the box, and he mentioned last week uh, Dwight McNeil for Villa and his shots on target stats. Everton. He's hitting two or more. Sorry for Everton. He's hitting um, two or more every week at the moment, and, and you're getting really, really good odds for him. So today, he was 9-4 to four to have one shot on target. He was 7-1 to one for two shots on target. And a lot of people in the Discord got in it. He hit two on target. Not only did he get two on target, they were both goals. Uh, and I pushed that a little bit. <laughs> I got a little bit carried away. And I backed Dwight McNeil, two or more goals, at 100-1. to one. Fucking and, hell, uh, So I sent you I sent you a message that I might be a little bit late for the podcast. I've been held up. <laughs> Writing my notes was held up a little bit with all the excitement. Um, so well, at least you can afford your six pound fine, Buzz. Again, um, in the Discord, that that sort of stuff's coming out all the time. There's a lot of people with different angles for different stuff. It won't always win, but it gives you something to think about. Um, and the other thing, as I say, just I don't know. I forgot what I was going to say. I'm too excited now. Um, <laughs> But yeah, it hit, hit a lot. Uh, really, really enjoyed that game. I mean, nobody was sitting there thinking Everton are going to go 3-0 up and 4-0 ups and, and, yeah. and all of this lot. Uh, but Everton were good value for it. First half in particular um, were really, really good. Um, Brighton made loads of chances in the second half. Pickford's played out of his skin to keep the score down. Um but yeah, really, really good win and a really important win that for Everton and, and should give them a lot of confidence going forward. And we'd said they'd been playing a bit better lately. You know, they'd played all right yeah. against Newcastle for a while and then I can't remember who the, the last It was game a Leicester was. game. We'd, we'd made Leicester a point game. that they did look quite sharp um, yeah, in that, again, in that, that Leicester, Leicester game, game as well. Was, we, we, we took Dwight McNeil two shots in that one. He got, got that one in at 7-1. to one. So definitely something to keep an eye out. Dwight McNeil shots on target for, for Everton. Bookies might be onto it soon, but... Uh, it's a gift that keeps giving at the moment, so keep going. Um, I'm just I believe there might be an update, you know. Oh, you count to ten. No. Tell you what, that is, I'll do this ad read, but I give Siri a chance to watch whatever's going on. Uh, let me tell you about Talkify. Um, new sponsor here. I haven't pre-read this, so this could go in one of several directions. Uh, life is full of what ifs. So if you want to try something new when it comes to dating, here we go, Baz. Talkify is a new way to meet other serious singles. Um, what if they help you find what you're looking for? Um, if you're having a hard time meeting great people to date, if you keep trying the same methods and you know you're set up to fail, say goodbye to swiping, bring back the human touch to date with Talkify. Confidence is the key. If you struggle to find a worthwhile connection, it can be difficult to feel in your best one meeting new people. With Talkify, you feel confident 
you meet someone special who was picked just for you. Talk of the companies. Number one, modern matchmaking service designed to help you achieve relationship success. They're trusted compatibility specialists and select successful and compelling candidates so you can date consciously and productively. Uh, the Talkify matchmakers meet with you to learn about what you're looking for in a partner. They'll then plan your date, um, handle communications, create the safe and stress-free date experience, and committed uh, to finding your match. 80% of clients met their person within the first 12 matches. Right now, Talkify is offering our listeners 20% off when you become a client at talkify.com slash SGPN. Uh, that's T-A-W-K-I-F-Y.com slash SGPN for 20% off when you become a client, talkify.com slash SGPN. That is great to know, Baz, when me and you were looking for the second Mrs. Bamford and Mrs. Penaluna, that we can save a few quid. Uh, what was your update? Uh, jackpot, over 3.5 goals. Oh, shit. Has hit at 25 to 1. Morgan Gibbs-White from the penalty spot, Nottingham Forest, 3-1. Unbelievable, that. Uh, systems, the system is real, Baz. Yeah. That might just be us from now to the end of the season, you know. I'm getting a few few messages from one of the WhatsApp groups. It's a fantasy football WhatsApp group, I mean, and I'd, I'd obviously been sharing a lot of the success earlier in the day. And a few yeah. of the lads had said, what what have you gone for here? And I'd said to them before, and I said, I've laddered it. 1.5 up to 3.5. Yeah. First half goals. Uh, they said, what did you pick on the show? And I couldn't remember. <laughs> I says, one of them went away and uh, went and listened <laughs> to the show so you could get me picked for the game. That was over 2.5. It was, yeah. Um, which hit them with 30 minutes, so uh, everything's hit. Everything's hit again. I, yeah, they can't. Yeah, absolutely buzzing today. Yeah, and Serial's well a winner. Serial saying he's got that 29 to 1 over 3.5 first half goals. Unbelievable. The bad news is now, Baz, we're going to have to sit and take some wild stabs at these uh, six European semi finals coming up this week. Um, let's see if we can stumble across some winners. Champions League, we'll go in competition order. Uh, Tuesday night semi-final 8pm UK time 3pm Eastern time kick-off Real Madrid against Manchester City Real Madrid 21-10 plus 2-10 the draw 13-5 plus 2-16 Manchester City 6-5 plus 120 um, both have been comfortable all the way through this competition uh, Real Madrid have a record of 8 wins 1 draw 1 defeat Manchester City 6 wins and 4 draws um, we can get a decent form line through Madrid as well because they've uh, they played Chelsea and Liverpool in this competition, beaten them both quite comfortably. Uh, so four wins against English Otto, which helps us a little bit. Um, they have lost four of their last eight league games. Um, average goals scored is down to one and a half from 2.06. And crucially, the average goals conceded has gone up from 0.97 to 1.63 in this spell. Um, obviously, we know Manchester City have been absolutely flying. 10 league wins in a row, averaging 2.62 goals per game, um, averaging 0.75 conceded. I can't not bet Manchester City, but um, I just think they've been in such good form. Um, you see, Madrid are OK. I've mentioned before, I'm not convinced about the quality of the Spanish league in comparison to ours, even though they have done in. Chelsea, which effectively counts for nothing. And then Liverpool, who were better, in better form now than they were when they played Madrid. Um, but how many times uh, do you get to back this Manchester City 
um, it's six to five, Baz, when normally we're tackling them at minus 700 every week. So uh, my pick's going to be City to win it, six to five plus 120, Baz. Yeah, I don't mind that at all. I mean, you know, we're in the business end of the tournament now and this is definitely the one everyone's talking about and nobody's really looking at the Milan in a game. I'm sure they are in uh, Italy, but at the moment, uh, everyone's interest is in this one. Real Madrid did pick up a trophy at the weekend. They won the Copa del Rey final against Osasuna, 2-1. Uh, the form leading up to that was, was a bit mixed. Two wins, two losses. They've conceded seven goals in the last four games. Possible they took their eye off the ball slightly with Barcelona well ahead. They were never going to challenge for the title. Uh, but they have also now relinquished second place to Atletico. Um, I don't think it is the best Madrid side we've seen over the years, but they have got a habit of getting the job done in this competition. Um, they made it here by knocking out Chelsea and Liverpool fairly comfortably. But let's be honest, neither of those sides have been anywhere near the levels they have been in previous years. Um, so they aren't quite the scalp this season as they would have been last season. Uh, in the groups for Real Madrid, they come through relatively straightforward against Leverkusen, Shakhtar, Celtic again, a group that they should really be winning anyway. Man City, on the other hand, unbeaten in 20 games in all competitions now. I mean, Pep's always been accused of overthinking these big games over the years. But for me, I think the buy-in game represented the biggest challenge to their hopes in this competition. And they overcame that one with relative ease. And I think they'll do the same again here. They are a short price to qualify. I wouldn't be taking them at two to seven to qualify from this tie. That's not to say I don't think it'll happen. It's just a very short price and you're not going to get rich back in those. Um, but I do think they'll get a positive result here to take back to the Etihad. As you say, six to five to win the leg. I don't mind it. But I think a slightly safer play for me is City to score two or more at five to six. So I'm not shortening it too much. Um, they showed recently against Bayern, Arsenal, Liverpool. They can put up goals against anyone. In fact, the only once in the last 11 games have failed to hit two goals, and that was the second leg against Bayern, and that was with a tie already won with a 3-0 home leg uh, in the bag. So give me City to score two or more at five to six. Um, excellent use of the word relinquished there, Baz, in that. Uh, yeah. I've written that down. Word of the show. Um, well done, you. Uh, the second Champions League semi is uh, Wednesday, which is... AC Milan against Inter Milan. It's a tight one on the books. AC Milan are oh, 21 to 10 plus 210. Draw is 21 to 10 plus 210. And Inter Milan are 6 to 4 plus 150. Uh, Milan Derby, Baz. Yeah, so Milan Derby, as you say, Milan currently sitting fifth in the table, just outside the Champions League spot. And Inter just two points ahead of them in fourth. So not a lot to split these teams at all. So the first thing is looking at the recent form. Milan are unbeaten in nine, uh, but they have got lots of draws in there. Five draws and four wins. Um, eight games in a row, under 2.5 has hit in Milan games. So lots of leans towards the unders in their games. Inter, on the other hand, are unbeaten in six and they've won five in a row in all competitions. They scored 18 goals in the last six games, uh, with four of the six hitting the over 2.5. So one side of it is leading us to the unders and the other side of it is definitely favouring the overs. Um, Inter has scored two or more in five of the last six games. Um, both got here via good wins in the quarterfinals. Inter beating Benfica, Milan beating Napoli. Both results that I don't think either of us predicted or expected. Oh, no. when well, you're getting all of that, though. 
Yeah, we got all of, all of that side of the draw wrong, definitely. Um, so I thought head-to-head could offer a few clues here. They, they played each other in January and February with Inter winning both of those. Um, Milan have only won one of the last five head-to-head, so Inter have definitely got the edge. I think Inter are rightfully favourites here to qualify. They're in better form. They've got better, better head-to-head form, scored more goals this season, they've conceded less goals. Um, but my first thought is... is Possibly a bit of a cagey first leg um, and, a, and a lean to the unders, but it's a little bit short. I think it's about 8 to 13 for under 2.5 goals. So I'm just going to take Inter to win the first leg here. I think it's 6 to 4. They're a decent price. As I say, they've won the last two head to heads. Um, let's take them to get off to a good start here. Probably nick it 1 0 or something. So Inter to win at 6 to 4. Um, that's, that's the pick for me here. Okay, well, that's just brilliant, Baz. My pick is AC Milan to win at 21 to 10. So we've just wasted five minutes of everyone's time. Uh, yeah, I just re I found it difficult to split, Baz. Uh, a little bit earlier on, you explained why Everton were good value. And I think that's a, it's a similar thing. Sometimes if you can't split them, you just think you take the bigger price. Like, um, Everywhere, everywhere I looked here, I, I, I couldn't find anything to separate the two sides. Um, maybe the head-to-head record is what you've used, and that's a perfectly valid system. Uh, both have got five, three, and two records in the competition this season. Really similar goals scored, uh, goals against every other star I looked at. Um, and I've been informed, scored 14 goals in the last four wins. What swung it for me... You use the head-to-heads. I'll use Milan's home Champions League form. Uh, which has been really good and it's been better than Inter's away Champions League form. Inter got that win at Benfica. Um, not sure how strong that form is um, for, like to say, a Portuguese team. Um, it is by far their best away result. So I've made that the outlier, uh, given Milan. And I think I've been so wrong on Inter every time, then I don't think it matters what I pick either. So let's take the bigger price. AC Milan, 21 to 10, uh, plus 210. So the Europa League. What night's all this happening? Europa League is... Both both games are on Thursday here. Uh, both games kick off at 8pm, 3pm uh, Eastern time. First up is Juventus against Sevilla. Uh, Juventus, 3-4, minus 133. The draw, 13-5, plus 260. And Sevilla are 4-1. Uh, Juventus, second in Italy. Uh, Sevilla are up to 11th now in Spain. They were hanging around about 14th, 15th when we, when we handicapped them in the beat Manchester United uh, in the last round. So, yeah, Juventus have beaten really middling opposition here. Um, both of these sides are Europa League, uh, Champions League dropouts. So if you get knocked out of the group, you get parachuted into this competition, which is a load of bollocks, frankly. So you haven't got much of a, a record to go on. Uh, they've... Juventus have won four and drawn two. Sevilla have won three, drawn one and lost two. Um, but yeah, Juventus's opposition isn't, hasn't really been up to much. Not um, kind of an average French team, Freiburg, average German team, Sporting, an above average Portuguese team, but that's an average league. So it's really, I mean, they're results that you would expect. Uh, Sevilla, we can we can get a line on, but because they beat Man United, but then so do everybody like um Sevilla are an absolute different team in this competition. They famously love this competition more than anything else. Um, they have won four of the last five league games. They've won their last three away league games without conceding a goal. Juventus are stuttering just a little bit. 
So I give Sevilla a little chance here. I'm not sure they're going to go and win it, uh, but they've got to draw at Manchester United. Um, and like I say, with their punch-ons for this competition, uh, I think they can snatch a draw here as well. So I'm going to take the draw by 13-5 plus 260. Yeah, I don't mind that. Uh, Juventus, <laughs> I don't know. I don't pay loads of attention in the Italian league, but I thought Juventus had been a little bit shit this year. I now look at the league um, and find them second in the league, and then I remembered yep. why that is. They'd had loads of points taken off, and then they're for financial doping. How oh, did they uh, get them back? And then they appealed that and got them back and suddenly thrust them back into the Champions League spots. Um, they won the last two games, uh, but they had been on a five-game winless streak before that. Under 2.5 goals has hit in seven of the last eight games for Juventus. Uh, Sevilla have hit form at the right time. Um, they're firmly anchored in the mid-table in uh, La Liga, um, but they've had just one loss in the last nine. They had a really good win over Man United in the previous round. Um, and five wins in the last six games now. Um, so they are in good form at the right time. It's not been the finest season, this, but we mentioned previously um, that the pedigree in this competition, they've got good history of doing well in this Europa League. Um, I think Sevilla have a chance over the two legs. Five to four, I think, to qualify. Um, but I think they'll be happy to go over here and just keep it tight. And with the Juventus games frequently hitting the unders, I think that might have to be the play for me. It's a little bit short, shorter than I would usually go for, but just looks a safe one. Probably one I'll stick in accumulators and what have you. Four to six for under 2.5 goals is my pick here. Uh, the other semi-final is AS Roma against Bayer Leverkusen. Roma are 21 to 10, plus 210. The draw is 23 to 10, plus 230. And Leverkusen are 11 to 4, Plus 275, Bats. Uh, a lot of Italian action here. You must be an Italian expert now. You said you don't know it. <laughs> well, ordinarily, Malcolm, this is where you, you have a go at me for having the fixtures in the wrong order. So I've got Roma as the first one, because as you correctly put it, AS Roma. Uh, so alphabetically, as you always say, um, AS Roma. I just Roma, though, innit? <laughs> Roma. <laughs> You just change your mind, as in right. When you're All home. right, Northhead. Won't Juventus be called AC Juventus then, if you want to go down that route? I don't know. I don't know what Juventus are called. Therefore, the C would, and I'm going to use a word here that's going to put relinquished up for grabs. The C would supersede the S uh, in the alphabetical order stakes. So, what which I'm way do you want it? Is on my fixture app, we've got AS Roma and Juventus. I've got Roma. Have it. Have it. Anyway, <laughs> get on with it. Get on with it. I'll tell you where we're going. Roma currently sixth, seventh in Serie A uh, and struggling to qualify for Europe as it stands. This tournament could represent the best chance of getting back into it if they can go and win it. Well, of course, you get Champions League, don't you, if you win this one? They've not won in four games, so they aren't coming into this in any kind of form. Um, the Unders has hit three of the last four, as has both teams to score. Um a couple of 1-1 one, one draws in amongst those. Um, Leverkusen lost at the weekend to Cologne. Um, they had been on a 14-game unbeaten run before that one. Um, I'm not sure how strong a team they put out that, that game at the weekend. It might be that the rest of the players with this in mind, I don't know. It, possibly not with it being all the way next Thursday. But anyway, they have been in very, very good form before the weekend. Sit six in the league, so they're currently likely to, to qualify for the Conference League again at best. They don't look like breaking into the top five or, or dropping any lower than sixth. Um, I've gone back on recent form again here. 
Leverkusen are a team in better form. Um, they're a big price here away to Roma. And I don't think Roma are particularly very good. Um, certainly nothing for, for Leverkusen to fear. I think they're probably a good match. So I'm going to take Leverkusen to avoid defeat here. Um, I'm taking them on a double chance. It's 7-10. to 10. Leverkusen, double chance. I don't think Juventus are called uh, AC Juventus. Yeah, I just touched up. That's Milan. <laughs> well, it's all of the minute because it just means football club, you know, to put it at the start. What was your pick in the Juventus game? I stopped listening. Uh, I haven't written it was down. under 2.5 goals at 4 to 6. Under so 2.5. Two, two very short price ones there in the uh, Europa. But uh, we did say at the beginning our confidence level yeah. on our Europa picks are very low. Well, just phoning this is, well, frankly. Uh, right, yeah. Um, Roma have been in this competition throughout. Got a six wins, two draw, four defeats record. Uh, Leverkusen, another Champions League drop out four one and one. Um, Roma um, form or their progress in this competition has all been based on really solid home form um, and quite a few goals. Um, Leverkusen have had some good road wins. They've got a three two at Monaco. They've got a four one in the last round at. Uh, Union Saint-Gilois, um, who have played really well in this competition. They might not be a household name, but that's a good win. Um, averaging 2.35 goals per match as well. So I didn't see why we couldn't get goals in this one. Basel over two and a half was plus money as well. 11 to 10, uh, plus 110. Uh, let's get us over two and a half. Uh, the Europa Conference League. Uh, is this all happening on Thursday as well? Yeah, Thursday, eight o'clock. Um We'd start with F for Fiorentina against... Oh, right. Have we pronouncing Basil, Baz? Are we going Basil or Baal? What do you want Baal. to do? Baal. Baal. Baal, isn't it? I would call him Basil, but I'm sure they're supposed to be called Baal. Do you want to say Baal once more before I start? No. Thank you. No? Oh, I thought you did. I thought you'd have jumped at the chance pass. Um, Fiorentina, 11 to 25, minus 227. The draw is 50 to 4. Plus 375, Ball 13 to 2, plus 650. Fiorentina sitting in eighth. Uh, they've stopped winning, I've written down, so that's a drawback. Um, one win in the last six. Home draws with Atalanta and Spezia. Ball are in fifth place in the Swiss League. Very, very average in all departments they've been. Um, neither team scores many goals. This is right old slow burner. This. this has got 1 0 Fiorentina written all over it. <laughs> Oh no, Baz is about to fire up the goals, Agliddy. Under two and a half, plus one fifteen, fifteen to thirteen. Baz, go the other way. Come on. Right. Um, <laughs> I did the see you come on. I did say to you, you lead off on the Europa Conference stuff because I haven't got much written down and I'm going to look at it whilst we're on there. Uh, I'm, 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 having, I'm having second thoughts about publishing this, Baz. We might just edit this entire bit off. We can't. We can't not publish it. I've got all my <laughs> crowning glories at the beginning. Oh, shit. Um, no, we'll cut off after you stop talking about everything. See, there's not many goals, but I'm looking at Fiorentina's last eight games. They've got a 3-3, yeah. a 5-0, a 3-2, a 3-2, and a 4-1. That's five of their last eight games have had a minimum of five goals. Um, the last two in the Conference League, 2-3 and 4-1. Um, in fact, let's go further back. The last three conference league games have all had five goals in them. Um, Basel or Ball, Ball, whatever you want to call them. Um, again, look at the conference league games. We've got um, a 2 2 recently, 
Um, three two against Slovan Bratislava. Yeah, sorry, that was two two. Went went to penalties. Um, in fact, Slovan Bratislava was two two twice. There's just goals all over, and they're conference league games for both of the teams. So for me, I'm going over three point five goals Fuck at six yeah. to four plus one fifty. So Fiorentina v Basel over three point five goals. Goals galore, Malcolm. Well, I'm trying to know, but I'm not having it. I'm just trying to look the stats up and got a massive advert for Lego by mistake. However, I've X that off. Right. 1-0 against Napoli. And then there's the 3-3, 5-0, And then 1-1-1-1-0, 1-1-0. Yeah, I'm not having it, Baz. I'm right. Um, anyone listening, bet that under two and a half. Um, that's what you're going to make your money on. Plus three and a half for Baza. Right, next, uh, we might have a bit more on this, Baz. West Ham United against AZ Alkmaar. Uh, West Ham three to five, minus 166. Uh, draw three to one. And Alkmaar 19 to four, plus 475. Um, right, Baz, West Ham, we're familiar with. Pick us a winner. Yeah, so last last week, obviously lost, uh, sorry, won one nil against Man United in their last game. Prior to that, seven in a row, Sorry, yes, six in a row, over 2.5 goals. Um, recent Europa games, 4-1 against Gent. Or Gent, how is it? Gent, man. Gent. Don't be clever. Don't overthink it, bud. I know. Um, 4-1-1-1. Before that, beat Lornica, 4-0. Um, so, again, plenty of indicators for goals. Similar with Alkmaar. Um, they have goals... In the games, <laughs> struggling. Yeah, I'm looking back now. Again, Europa League—they've hit over 2.5 in, in the majority of their recent Europa League games. Um, so the game angle for me, just with West Ham being in good form, they seem to have found their scoring boots lately. Um, I think goals—they'll fancy their chances. West Ham. I think they've got their eye on this tournament now. I fancy them to have a have a crack at it. Scored plenty. They scored three against West Ham in defeat. You know, they, they got beat off Liverpool, but scored. Put four past Bournemouth. Over 2.5 goals, 9 to 10. West Ham v Alkmaar. That's the pick. Well, I think Baz. Uh, yep. Uh, under two and a half. Just, just double the two of them up as well. Get yourself a nice 4 to 1 winner. Over 3.5 for Fiorentina Basel. And uh, West Ham v Alkmaar over 2.5. 4 to 1 double. If we have any kind of conscious bars, we need to donate our fee for this show to the Daft Kids or something because. Like this is this has been no help to anyone. Like, just send it off to the daft kids. Have it. Have a lovely time. Go to the zoo or something. Um, yeah. So yeah, West Ham are out of trouble. Good win against Man United. Um, so they should be able to concentrate fully on this without any relegation spectres hanging over them. Yeah. Alkmaar are fourth, but they're twenty points off third, so they're not a competitive fourth. Good defensively, can hold West Ham. Uh, 10 to 11, minus 110 is the under two and a half goals, Baz. Um, I'm right, okay. That, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, is everything handicapped. Um, I assume, Baz, you're refusing to do locks and dogs and stuff midweek. You know, yeah, like you did. Not, not got none of that this week. Yeah. That for the Premier League. We are the Premier League gambling podcast. Just bear in mind, we're encouraging everyone to ignore everything we've said on this show as well. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm confident in oh, yeah. the Champions League picks. I'm all right with. Um, it's it's on a sliding scale in in order of oh, okay, the tournament, 
down the quality of picks. Um, that doesn't mean I won't pick some winners. Um, but my confidence levels are high for the Champions League, medium for the Europa League, minimal for the Europa Conference. Minimal. Right, well, I'm good six for six. So, uh... Well, we could, we could. I mean, I'm the hot hand, so... I know who people will be following when we've gone the this week, Baz. Yeah, but we alternate, don't we? Come on. Yeah. Right. Me. Can I just say, um, obviously, I've hit the uh, over 2.5 in that Forest game with absolute ease. So that makes me finish on six wins from 10, Malcolm, including an 8 to 1 winner. I don't know if I mentioned the 8 to 1 winner. Um, that is lots of profit for level unit stakes. That's all I'm. Yeah, it certainly is. Right, Serial's asking if he's missed the bit where we talked about the Champions League. How's that possible, Matt? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, we're uh, not doing we it again, Serial, sorry. You're going to have to rewind. Like the other yeah. Put, press um, the button and go back a bit. I don't know where Lane's gone, but didn't we send Lane some homework last week as well? Uh, I can't remember what it was now. Oh, might have, that might have been baseball related, actually. Uh, it was something I couldn't be asked to work out in this chat, so I just made t- told charge Lane with uh, with bringing me the answer next week. So yeah, you got fifty two minutes. See one of the baseball. Uh, yeah, um, you got fifty two minutes till we start uh, broadcasting the MLB show. Um, so get involved with that, right? Thanks everyone. Thanks Baz. Uh, good weekend. Well done you uh, on all those winners. Um, you've taken the fun out the second half now because you've cast everything. You can go to bed. <laughs> easy game. Too easy. Far too easy. Um, enjoy. I'm off to London tomorrow again. Uh, Can I tell you my story? Go on, you got a story? I've got a story. How are you? I thought, we're, we're, we're in oh, here. it was just a time-sensitive story from last yeah, week. We're in. we're in in under an hour. I've probably yeah, yeah. too much now. Got two minutes. Not, it's probably not as uh, as good as I've built it up to be, to be honest. But uh, uh, it's a child one. It's her birthday next week. Uh, she'll become a teenager. You've been through oh. all this now with yours. Um, as is the modern way, there's no birthday lists on scribbled bits of paper anymore. Um, no, no. Birthday lists come in the, in the, in the medium of, of WhatsApp, screenshots on WhatsApp. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. Pictures so, and uh, stuff. So Helen gets a, a, a plethora of images coming through on her phone. So she starts looking through it. It's all the, I mean, there's lots of extravagant stuff. Um, yeah. Trap star jacket, £400. Um, nice. Nike, Nike trainers are about £280. Uh, new football boots, £120. Um, yeah. And some absolutely ludicrous things like Louis Vuitton sunglasses. <laughs> this is a 12-year-old, currently a 12-year-old. Where's Vuitton she going? Like, like Milan massive, Fashion Week. Massive Louis, Louis LV all across them. Ridiculous. Uh, so we, we're just chuckling away at these. There's a lot of sens- <laughs> sensible stuff. Um, there is uh, airbrush makeup, um, some cargo pants, some shorts, T-shirts, whatever. Um, some sensible stuff on there. And then as we're flicking through them, up pops a big bright orange lizard. Oh. A friggin' lizard? What's that all about? So I thought an actual, an actual lizard, an actual real life lizard, could pops up on the screen as one of our screenshots. So me and Helen are just sitting there thinking, "Eh, what is this?" At this point, she's upstairs in the bedroom. Um, so I, we, we, we sort of brought her in and said, "Can you explain what this is all about?" She went, "I want a lizard." I said, "Where are you going to keep a lizard?" She says, "Well, I'll just empty one of the drawers in me wardrobe." <laughs> <laughs> You haven't thought this through. She went, oh, and by the way, it has to be an orange lizard. 
Right, you can't yeah, just yeah. play any lizard. It has to be. Of course not, no. So, yeah, that's the most bizarre request from a 12-year-old for a birthday. In amongst all of the uh, extravagant fashion items uh, was a was a bright orange lizard that she's going to keep in a drawer in her wardrobe. So uh, you so get that, the lizard? That, that give us a little bit of... No, holy shit. <laughs> Are you getting the massive Louis Vuitton sunglasses? No, no, not at all. She'll get some shady rays. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was going to say. Some shady rays. By just, the way... In amongst that, Southampton have just scored it's 3-2. Oh, oh my gosh. Excellent. That was worth waiting for. Uh, Baz, I've enjoyed that a lot. Uh, man. Right, so uh, we'll be back on Thursday for the Prem. Like I say, I'm off to London working, but I'll be back on Thursday. Um, when's uh, the Ben's birthday? Um, it's next Monday. Ah, oh, so you've got a bit of time to see, but yeah, get your get your lizard tank sorted, etc. Cheers, everyone who's in the chat. Uh, usual suspect, serial, the captain, Lane, etc. Uh, like I say, back in forty-five minutes with the MLB. If you want to join in, otherwise, good luck with all your picks, um, and we'll see you down the road. Cheers.